It is January 17th. Still, nothing has been happening. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So we need a distraction episode. We asked for distraction voicemails, some fun topics, anything besides the current state of the cold season. And you guys delivered. We have a bunch of fun things to do. Let's have a nice, relaxing distraction pod. Let's talk Yanks. galore for weekly awards stat lines steaming hot takes your yankees news with these two fine dudes it's time for talking yanks talking yanks with old john boy john boy jake talking yanks with old john boy john boy jake What's up? Thank you guys for joining us on this Thursday episode of Talking Yanks in the off season. When we when we said we were gonna you know stay at two a week in the off season, I think we were hoping for more stuff to talk about than we've got. But this is why with the voicemail line is awesome because you guys called in with a lot of good stuff. I'm excited to see what we can do with your questions. A lot of fun little side questions. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey. And Jake, my co-host, is coming to you from Denver. Jake, how you doing, bud? Hey, Jim. Happy, happy uh, it's a Wednesday night. It doesn't feel like Wednesday night to me, but I, I've had a little bit of an odd week. What's it feel like to you? I don't know. No idea. Whoa. Almost feels like a Sunday. I guess I had, I had a buddy that swung through town. Yeah, yeah, so I was yeah, doing yeah, some right. half work, half entertaining stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I, man, whiny Yankee fans. We signed the former all-star gold glove infielder, and nobody's happy. Yeah, I would. I mean, I'm not happy with the way this offseason's going. <laughs> no, I was, I was, I was being <laughs> sarcastic. Sarcoistic. I, I know it's just hard. It's just really hard. Um. So like a little shopkeeping up front, actually shopkeeping before the shopkeeping, this episode of this episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by Andrew Powell, Andrew Powell, Drew Poe. I think he goes by Drew Poe, Andy Poe, Drew Poe, Drew Poe. No, he might go by Drew Poe. He is our most recent. He's he's got a uh, he's got a wonky eye. So nobody calls it. Nobody calls him Drupo. <laughs> Do you? Would you go by Andy or would you go by Drew? Andrew Powell. Um, if your name was that's Andrew. a Drew, I think. I think you go Drew Powell. Drew Powell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd go by Drew over Andy anyway. That's just me. Anyway, he's our most recent Patreon subscriber. Two dollars a month, a chance to win two raffles. We will have the. Uh, a chance to win two jerseys, one via raffle, one via contest. We will have the contest on Monday's episode. That's something we need to do. Um, and you get live act, live videos. You can be live with us. We have a couple people in the chat right now. Shout out Spike Manning, Wavy Gravy, and Will. And uh, yeah, support us, and that's awesome, and blah, blah, blah. We'll Not probably se- have some good, some good bonus footage coming soon when we'll be in spring training. Yeah, well, yeah. When we did winter meetings, we gave a bonus like behind the scenes podcast for the Patreons, so yeah. patrons. So we will probably do the same in spring training. Uh, the second housekeeping: we're not. I don't want to do what's happening on the news cycle today because it's a mess. We get let's reports. Not, let's not. And let me ask you how you are. What's, what's that? up, bud? How are you? I'm drained. End of a long day. This is my. Third or fourth podcast I'm recording today. So just a lot of editing, a lot of back end business on the Talking Yanks side, which is right. good. It's good stuff. Uh, it's good. Talking Yanks is growing nicely. So thank you to everyone who supports. I've got a I've got a big a big Jake thing I want to mention. Okay, that's you. So we're we're a we're a Lacroix household over here. Yep. Um, and you know keep keep it with the pretty safe player flavors any 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 of the boxes that look pretty like anything any of the purple pink um like i don't even know their flavors but that's just what what colors the boxes probably purple and pink i know one's like pample moose like i don't know what that is but uh the 
The shopping was done at Trader Joe's this week. And you know I have a fascination with different drinks. And mm-hmm. so we got the Trader Joe's seltzer water. Yep. And this is lemon and ginger. Mm-hmm. Your old high school and nickname. And it is intense. Yeah? It's not great. It's just intense. Oh. Like, this will probably be the last one of these I ever drink. But I just want to let the people know, if you like intense ginger and lemon taste, I've got the drink for you. You think lemon DJ. and ginger, if like a redhead's dating a blonde girl, that'd be a fun nickname, lemon and ginger. Yeah, I bet that's been done. I bet. Let me look into it. It's got to have been done already. Clint Frazier. <clears throat> oh, rumor has it they broke up on the Twitter machine. What? Yeah. He deleted. <laughs> just do a full gossip episode? <laughs> he deleted all his pictures of her, and they, they don't follow each other anymore. So rumor has it they broke up. And Clint's been just real extra douchey on Twitter lately. So maybe that's because he's a free man now. He has turned it up to 10 on all social media. I'm I'm Dude. shocked. Him and him and Faith might have went their separate ways. Clint thinks it's cool to talk about how he's filtered and how much more badass his tweets and Instagram posts would be if he wasn't filtered, bro. It's like that's why are you bragging about you have to be filtered because you say dumb stuff. <laughs> you challenged a kid to fight you on Instagram at the stadium. Then he Faith posts. Still, Faith still has some Clint picks up. Yeah, but he he doesn't have any of her. He, he doesn't. And hey, I, I again, if we're just gonna do gossip episode, Justice Field, Ju- Justice Sheffield still follows Faith. So oh, I'm, wow. I'm just calling it. He split them up. She's moving to Seattle. <laughs> Rumors episode. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if anyone's interested in that, the talking next to the other guys, they they do like a segment on all the social medias of the players. Some stuff's cool, but um, Clint sucks at social media. Good at baseball, sucks at social media. Let's want- uh, let let's address the elephant in the room like you were before I I cut you off with my Trader Joe seltzer water spiel. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the setup. But uh, there was <laughs> there was. The big seven-year 175 rumor from from Buster. Yeah. Buster only. One of our only strongholds left in this cold stove season. And then hours later, it got debunked. So we got some voicemails and stuff, but we're not going to address it because it's nothing. It's nothing. Nothing's real. It's nothing. Michael K. had a really nice rant, our good friend Michael. But, like, he has to do that because he does six hours a day. So he has to react to whatever comes through the waves. I mean, I, I just don't even... Yankees Twitter's blowing me away with their stamina and energy for right. overreacting. It's it's insane. Uh, for Michael, K is, I, for I Michael mean, K, is that almost a win, though? Because, like, he can go off, but, like, nothing matters. Yeah, you know that's the beauty of talk... That's the beauty of having six-hour yeah. show every day. Like, I'm not faulting him or, or anything. I'm kind of envious, but... But, um... Jake and I will not be discussing Manny Machado until... It's officially announced. I think that's a vow. Yeah. Okay. So I I'll, I'll give I'll give the people my little something. I still I'm 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 gonna ride it into the ground. I still think Manny or Bryce ends up on the Yankees. I know I know you're a no. I just there's just so much craziness going around. Yeah. That like I'm I'm just still in it to win it. I might go down with the ship, but that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You're going down with any ship. You're down I kind of like going down. You're with the down ship. with the ship guy. Oh, are you sinking? You got room for one more? <laughs> I'm a, yeah, like, cap. I'd be the guy that would be like, yo, captain, you make me the captain of the boat now. Get out of here, I'll dude. This wasn't, your, this, was, this wasn't your fault. Screw being honorable. Give me your hat and your pipe. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm going down with the ship. Uh. Bruce Willis, Armageddon. All right, so I asked for a bunch of uh, just your most random question you have, Yankees, non-Yankees, distraction episode. Here we go. Here's number one. Hey, guys. It's your girl, Maggie Hagan, calling for Talking Yanks. I figured I'd call in and break up this sausage fest a little bit. Um, Haven't heard too Mm. many female callers. So first off, I want to say how much I'll miss those Disco Neal videos. And part of me is hoping he somehow signs with the Yanks, even though I know that there's no room for him on this team right now. 
um, no one's talking about the real issues. I mean, we lost a lot of sex appeal this offseason between Disco and D-Rob's calves. Um, That's a good point. Anyway, I was thinking about last season, and even though it was a lot of fun to watch, especially early on, I also felt like it was really frustrating. Um, I know you guys did too with the whole philosophy of not trying to win every game, not going for the kill, it seemed, um, especially when it felt like we had such a talented team. And it almost seemed like we were intentionally playing below our potential. Um, and last year during the season, I know we were all saying, like, I hope the Yanks know what they're doing because if this philosophy backfires and we don't go far in the playoffs, we're all going to be really angry. Um, I mean, now I know that we didn't lose to the Red Sox because we rested guys too much or weren't, you know, or were too laid back because clearly the Sox were the best team in baseball. But I'm already starting to wonder if we'll kind of continue this way of managing games and whether it'll be that much more frustrating next year or this coming season um, because our team is even more talented. Um, anyway, I guess my, my question is, do you guys think that the Yanks will continue this philosophy? Um, I know we'll rest guys, but do you think that we'll kind of have to deal with that same mentality of not trying to win every game like as much as we did last year? especially if the Sox get off to a great start again and it looks like we're going to try to settle for the wild card, which it kind of seemed like we did last year. Thanks, guys. All right. What's up, Maggie? Thank you for calling in, breaking up the Sausage Fest. Yeah. We got a lot of female Uh, listeners out there. Call in. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Maggie. A little aggressive, but thanks. Yeah, thanks. Uh, She's going to miss Disco Neal and David Robertson. That's fantastic. Disco might come back. Who he probably won't even get a fucking contract. Sorry for my curse word. He probably won't even get a contract till like March twelfth. Yeah, well, like if. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, it's crazy. The whole of punting games. Now, last year, this was Boone's. I think this was Boone's pitch. Like, I think this was Cashman's like search, like in the job description. It was like, don't want someone that's intense every single day and in boom's interview he was like i'm not gonna chase wins every day it's gonna be big picture i think that was like their whole goal going into the season was this whole relaxed approach and they they were they were consistent with their goal i mean we rested dudes we punted games and press conferences boone said if it was two runs i would have done this but it was three so i did this like what the fuck with our offense uh now, I, I don't think it's going to change. I want it to because we didn't like it last year. I don't like it. I don't like it. I won't like it this year. I don't think it's going to change because I think that is the fabric they chose to weave into the season and to like this young core and Boone. And I, I think that Cashman and Boone and everyone in the Yankees, I think they think that they just had bad a bad series versus Boston. And they right. were there. Like, they were there to make a run. Which I th- we all thought they were, too. We all, when they won the wild card, every single Yankee fan was like, let's do this. And pretty, pretty happy with the crew we were sending to that Red Sox series. You can't say you weren't at the time. Everyone was. Now, it didn't turn out great, obviously. But at the time, everyone was. So I think that's why they were like, we don't need these superstars to bring in. We're there. We got little pieces. We have Hap for a full year. We have like you know, all these little pieces that they're doing to make us a better team. But I still don't think that they're gonna quote unquote chase wins every day. And I, I and I want them to do that really bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 I I think you have a great point there, Jim. I, I think it all adds up. I I would say this and and maybe this is a little too much fan perspective. I'm expecting that Full on for the first half of the season. Um, I I think we're gonna see a couple of the young guys still come up. Whether it's whether that be Clint Frazier, Tyler Wade, Domingo Herman, one of the last guys in the bullpen. We're we're still gonna see some young guys get some run at some different points. Um, I think it'll be less than last year, but we're still gonna see that. So, and and I think that. That'll be frustrating because who knows where it lands. If if it is Domingo Herman getting five starts and someone saying like, "Well, we we should have signed Irvin Santana for four million. 
we'll we'll see where all that lands. But I'm I'm fully bracing for that for the first half. They're not going to sell out if they're down three or four late. They're probably not going to use Britain. Like, they're not going to use Betances. Um, I would like to see, whether it's after the All-Star break, the last two months of the year, hell, even the last month of the year, man, you just need that killer, you're never out of a game mentality, and analytics doesn't support that. Mm-hmm. But, like, how could you see what the Red Sox did last year and not say to yourself, let's, we need, you need that passion at some point that we will do anything to win a baseball game. Yeah. And it just never felt like the Yankees had that. No. Like, it, it felt, it felt like a math equation. We have, we have the guys that hit home runs and we have the best guys in the bullpen. So we should win the games. And it's like, well, this is sports. <laughs> yeah. Sports. Yeah, there's that one stretch in May and early June where they were like they went like 17 out of 20 with a bunch of walk-offs, and that was really fun. And then you look back at like that Boston series when we were really, really upset where they got swept the four games, and you think, yeah. you think who started games? Chance Adams, Sessa started games. No Judge, Robinson, Giancarlo, and you think like now that the the lens is widened a bit, and you see what actually was going on. But at the time, it also felt like Glaber was making bad mistakes. Andujar and Bird had the bad miscue, and it was just sloppy. And it yeah. was it was rookie manager, it was rookie players. So I'm hoping that a little bit of that wears off. You, you gotta hope it. I mean, I know what I know. Understand their strategy, but actually, yeah, I and I mean, I'll, I don't really. I'll, get I'll it. give it. It it is tough when we zoom out and we'll we'll see how all the free agency stuff sorts out, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, as Sweeney, Sweeney Murdy said, which we've had people yelling about the pronunciation of that last name, but Sweeney Murdy tweeted out today and he was like, you know, this team went from 80 whatever wins three years ago to 91 wins two years ago to 100 wins in the regular season last year. So like <laughs> naturally, this team is on a really good progression. And I, I think there is a lot of Brian Cashman that believes in that. We'll, uh, we'll see if there's any caveats leading up to that before the season. Yeah. Yep. All right. Next question. Talking Yanks. This is Billy from Connecticut. First-time caller, long-time listener. Uh, question CT. for distraction. If you could give me your power rankings of three relievers that you would want to see come up in a clutch situation. Batting. Not pitching, but batting. Thanks. Love the work you guys do. Bye. All right, thanks, Billy. First time caller, and I love the call. What three relievers do you want to see at the plate with the game on the line? What three relievers do I want to see? Mm-hmm. Now we saw Batances hit last year, and it was hilarious. He was just swinging right. so hard. Um, it would have been it would have been D Rob, right? Be, well, last year before the season started, we did a whole get D Rob a bat campaign because right. he never had a major league at bat. Because he's gonna swing, and you feel like it would be Guardy style. Yes. Um, so, who would you want? What reliever would you want to see getting at bat? I, I have my number one answer. I have my number one and my number two. And I'm just doing Yankee relievers. And we're doing like real, I mean like real life game situation. Yeah. Like we need, we need a run. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me hear your answer. Cause I, I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a little in the mud here. Okay. My number one is Tommy Canely. Give me those thighs. Okay. Power yeah. stance. A little Tim Tebow in the box. Just turn on one with your, with your legs. Would swing as hard as he possibly can. As hard as he po- he'd probably lose the bat every swing. At all three pitches, yes. All three pitches, the bat's going into the crowd, and he's doing like a dramatic, like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Holy it would shit. Be, it would be a three-pitch at bat. <laughs> but if he made contact, I think it's yeah. beautiful. Three-pitch max. Tommy Canley okay. home run trot would be, whoa. Whoa. Shortstop and second baseman would have to put like, Noise canceling headphones on. He's wooing yeah. up his brain. Screaming. Screaming. Uh my next was uh Chapman, because I think he'd look hilarious with his little pencil legs and and uh his like huge broad shoulders. 
I was, I was, so when I initially started my thought process, I, I was with Chapman because I was like, yo, it'd be cool to see him connect with a ball, but I don't think he ever would. <laughs> I think it would be so interesting because on the mound, he is such a dominating, imposing figure and right. scary as hell. And I think when I'm closing my eyes and picturing Chapman in the box, he's like an unathletic kind of goofy like you're kind of like sadly laughing at him. No, it, no, it's the angle that I don't know enough about, but I'm I'm making up in my head is that I'm picturing in Cuban baseball, maybe you get more at bats. Like, like if I mean, by the time you're 16, if you th- if you throw like a Raldis Chapman can in America, like you're done getting at bats. Like that's it. He like, played in know, the maybe- National League. Do you think he ever got an at bat? Probably. Yeah, he got an at bat in the World Series. Look at that. We've seen it. Captain Clutch. We've seen it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to watch a video. Do you have any now? I gave you my top two. You have anyone? I mean, Dellen, we just think would be a, a tough effort. Update. Chapman doesn't look bad in the batter's box. He looks like Dude, a- I was going to say, I think you're, I, I think you're overthinking his long stride when he pitches. Like, he's, he's, Chapman's built. He took a nice swing at this Kluber pitch, but struck out. Yeah. Well, it was like a waving swing. No, he was like, Um, he was like a thousand miles late on it. (laughs) What's Chad Green got going on in the batter's box? Good stuff. Very good stuff. Little critter shit. How about, does, does Sonny count? Sonny's supposed to be this all around athletic guy. Sonny's laying down a bunt immediately. I mean, I want to see it just because I think the Boo Birds come out at the stadium before he comes up to the plate, and he's like, come on, guys. <laughs> I haven't even done anything yet. <laughs> I've never done this in my life. Please. <laughs> Can't boo me over this. This is unfair. I'm thinking Sonny can swing the bat a little bit. Quarterback, former quarterback, athletic little guy. I think he's just laying down a bunt and getting out of Dodge. Let's be honest. I just wanted to say Sonny. You just wanted to say Sonny. Okay. Um... Here we go. Next, we got uh, Braden. Here, Braden. Hey, guys. This is Braden calling for Talking Yanks. Uh, So I'm from the same hometown as Mike Trout in Millville, New Jersey. Uh, And my friend's brother played high school ball with Mike, and he's told me before that Mike is a huge homebody, and he thinks that he's coming to the East Coast as soon as possible. Also, Mike's building a multi-million dollar home on a massive property in our hometown that is supposed to be ready in maybe like a year or two, which leads right up to his free agency. Uh, I just have a strong feeling that either Philadelphia or New York will be a landing spot for him, and I just want to know what you guys think about the Yankees potentially going after him in two years. Uh, yeah, let me know what you guys think. Love the show. See you guys. All right. Thanks, Braden. Trout's coming east, Jake. He's a homebody. He's building a mansion. The house is going to be done in two years, right when he's a free agent. So, just get Trout. I mean, I don't, I don't want to rain on people's parades, but I mean, Jersey, the other team that's bidding against us in free agency, and Michael, Tr- Michael Trout's affinity with being an Eagles fan. He's a huge. I don't know. He, he was a huge Phillies fan too. So, yeah, I mean, I <laughs> like if you start getting excited for Mike Trout coming east, it still might not be what you think it is. I would think it would add up. Um, I mean, L.A., Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim would have to seriously show something in the next couple of years. Um, and, I mean, hey, maybe Otani kicks in and they have some other guys come through. I don't know. Um I don't know. Who knows what free agency is going to look like then? <laughs> you don't have to answer well, this question well, seriously. I Well, some people like that. Hey, this is Connor, and I'm calling for Talking Yanks. My question is, what coming-of-age high school t- stereotypical character would you be when you were in high school? Thanks. Jake, stop. Whoa, what stereotypical high school character would you be in high school, Jake? Um, Jonah Hill from Superbad. Oh, so we actually got to pick one. No, no, um, it can just be a stereotype. I'm just saying you kind of maybe you fit that bill. Class clown, funny. Yeah, I'd, I'd say 
short Napoleon class clown thinks he's better at sports than he is. Um, is is that a stereotype? (laughs) Sure. Just describe myself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think Jonah Hill fits your bill from that sewer bad. Like he was funny. You weren't that big. Nearly, nearly even close to that big. I wasn't nearly that nearly big, and I was close to that big. But I mean, you I were did play but, four and, sports throughout high school, and he was he was the typical guy that never played any sports. So no, I won't accept your Jonah Hill. You're closer to Jonah Hill than me. Why I played sports? Oh, so they're oh, so now we want to drop the I played sports. No, no, I was talking more about like how Jonah Hill was really funny, but he like got angry. Like, I feel like you could flip a switch and get angry sometimes. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, seriously angry? I wouldn't say that happens ever. Yeah, no, not ever. Just real quick. I would be like a hapless, like the loser who's got a girlfriend and doesn't hang out with anyone. Okay. You you wish. Re- you write your own fake swan songs. What stereotype would I be in high school? I mean, that's who I was. You were, I was at, you were like, you felt like the California guy in Connecticut. You had the hair, <laughs> you had the eyes, you were talking to girls. Still have hair and eyes. You still have hair and eyes. And Maggie they called They both changed a lot. Eyes haven't changed, but the hair's gray now. Oh, oh your eyes have seen a lot since then, my friend. I started getting my first gray in biology class sophomore year. Boom, boom. Nice, man. Yeah. Tough question. Hey, Ooh. Talking Yanks. It's Eli from Ooh. upstate New York. Um, I've just been thinking about uh, Miguel Andujar and his defense because I've been seeing a lot of people writing articles about how the Yankees are depending on him to improve his defense for the next year and yada, yada. Well, I read this really good article that basically went through, like, the top or the bottom ten defensive third baseman besides Miguel Andujar over the last couple of years, and not a single one of them played positive or had a positive defensive run save statistic in the three years after their first year. So I just wanted to think about that a little bit, and maybe they're, maybe they're holding out for Arenado next year, not going for Machado. Maybe that's what they're thinking of doing with Andujar, but I uh, just want to know what you guys think about his defense and how he might be able to improve. I don't know if He'll be able to improve that much, uh, you know, if it'll be that significant, but we'll see. Thanks, guys. So, uh, thanks, Eli. Basically, he he looked at the last 10 that had a terrible defensive year, their rookie season, and none of them ever became positive defensive players in the next two or three seasons after that. So, I mean, that's exactly what I think. I don't think Andujar will ever be a plus defender. My hope is that he becomes an average defender. You want to talk about Andujar's video the other day that you got in some internet heat with? (laughs) That's stupid video. Andujar's camp put out a video of him not even taking grounders because it was another guy rolling him a ball from 10 feet away. And then whoever edited the video cut the video in between every transfer and throw. So I, so then Yes Network's retweets and like putting in the work. So I click it. I'm like, all right, let's see if he's working on the double clutch. Let's see if he's working on his like transfer and his throw. They cut the video before all of that happened. So the one thing that people want to see, they cut. And I was like, that's hilarious. I'm not I wasn't trying to knock like Anduar's video. I was just laughing at everyone clicked that video to watch working on the transfer and they cut it out because it was terribly edited video. And then I make a joke about that, and people are like, you fucking hate Andujar. Why are you using your platform to hate Andujar? It's like, guys, the Andujar lovers are strange, strange breed, Jake. Strange, strange, strange breed. He's bad at defense. You're just an Andu hater. He's bad at defense. He's fantastic at swinging a baseball bat. Fantastic at it. Bad at playing third base. Point of the video was to show like his feet work, and that one even wasn't that great. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I don't think he can ever be a plus defender. And I and, and like I'm not trying to say that as like a, a negative Nancy or poo-poo. I just think I don't think that you can be a very bad defender and then become a plus defender. I think you. Uh, my hope is he can become average at third. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna disagree just a little bit because uh, again, it was his first season. He he obviously did have some defensive flaws. I mean, I just think there is something too. It's it's how you're wired a little bit and getting better. Blah blah blah. Um, but th- this is kind of I'm gonna spin this into my all star argument. I normally give you that like I low key think it's not as difficult to be an all star when you start sorting through it. Because if you do like okay, two. Two third basemen per year are going to get hurt in your league. And then there's going to be three more guys that are crappy. So now you've basically got a pool of 10 or so. Never mind if you've got some platoons. You're moving people all over the infield now. A couple guys have a bad year. So, like, if you time it up right, you can look good as a top three third baseman to try to get in the all-star game, if that's the position we're talking about. And I guess that's the thing for me. I mean, if, if Miguel Andujar plays the next five years as a major league third baseman, I bet he'd get a lot better and be pretty good. Um, it's just, the does he put in the work now to give himself the opportunity to do that? And I think we're going to find out really soon. But you can you see him becoming a plus defender? Like, you watched Bregman in the playoffs and were, like, drooling over the plays being Not made. Not special. He, he can't be special. I, I think... Plus is an interesting word on how you view it, I guess. I think so, yeah. I think I think if you if you play enough and you continue to get better, you can, you know, find out the plays you're good at and lean into those plays a little more where you where you field yourself defensively and just get more comfortable. So and I mean, look at the skills he has hitting a baseball. They're I mean, phenomenal. that's special. I think he that's, can get better special, for sure. I definitely think eye hand. So I yeah. I don't know. I never say never. Everyone can get better. Look at how good. Justin I'm not saying Turner he can't get better. Don't spin into that. I they definitely think he can get better. I just don't think he'll ever be. Uh, uh, a, yeah, I'm. A, I'm just. I'm not willing to rule it out after a rookie year when there's uh, so many guys throughout baseball who, if you just figure something out later in your career, things things come around for yeah. you. I think so. he can get better, and I hope he will get better. I just don't ever think he can be, like, a special defender. Okay. Hey, this is Ken calling from the Philadelphia airport for Talking Yanks. And uh, my random question is, if the Yankees had an ultimate fighter-type situation where all the players fought one-on-one, is Aaron Judge the winner of that, or does someone else sneak in? Let me know. Thanks. Is Aaron Judge the winner in an ultimate fighter situation within the Yankees? Now, size-wise and strength, you would have to think so. Because if you've never seen Judge in person, it's impressive. But he's got he's got a big heart, Jake. So I I I don't have him as the winner. Oh. Yeah, I don't. He's got a big heart is a bad thing? Yeah, he's like a softy. Like he he's not gonna want to finish the fight. He's gonna want to separate. Oh, the I fight. thought you were saying it like he's got heart in a fight. That was a little confusing. Yeah, you know, he's a teddy bear. No, you're you're calling Aaron Judge soft for the record. So every, in, in everyone the, can quote you in the you nicest on that. way possible. I think he's a peacemaker. Okay. He, he's a gentle giant. Okay. So I got you. Got taking him down, bro. It's Chapman. Oh, you think Chapman's just nuts? Yeah, I think Chapman goes nut job if he wants to. I just think you could use that against him at some point. Like, he's so crazy, he'd just come in whirlybird with the arms, and you're like, dude, yeah. that's not that's not even fighting. Yeah, there was an um, R2C2 where they asked, I think it was Dellen or Savvy, like, who would you least want to scrap with? And they all right. said Chapman immediately. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, pure crazy. I mean, CC's got to be up there if we're not counting, like, fatigue. Like, what, what kind of rounds are we running here? Are we going back-to-back fights? Well, yeah, it's all about, like, you got to come to CeCe. He's not going to you. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, do you want to come to CeCe? I don't know. No. Uh, Wavy Gravy in the chat says Voight, maybe? Voight's probably up there, and he seems like the guy that would have taken, like, 10 Muay Thai classes in his day or something like Voight's that. a ground game guy. Like, he, he'll his first strategy is going to be not judged to the ground. I think you're underestimating how big Luke Voight is compared to the average human. Like no, but we're like, ground game guys. <laughs> no, no, no. But Voight versus Judge, he gets him to the ground. Then it's even. Then he's got him. A, a, I don't think Luke Voight. I don't think Luke Voight is a ground game guy. Normally, guys look at Luke Voight and are like, "If I want a chance, I got to take that guy to the ground." But you just said he probably knows some like jujitsu moves, which is all about getting him to the ground. 
No, not Muay Thai. Muay Thai is about kicks and punches and stuff. Oh, I don't know what Muay Thai is, I guess. Well, there you go. Voight's a good one. Chad Green just literally just stand there and watch. I mean, if we're talking about Hart the proper way, proper way we should talk about Hart, Brett Gardner, all day. <laughs> In and he's out. He's not tapping out. No, he's not tapping out, no. Like, I'm taking Guardy against Chapman. Mm. I think Guardy tries to be as creative and use Chapman's craziness and strength against him, and he's got no quit. Like, I'm taking Guardy against Chapman. I think if Guardy and Chapman were to get into like a serious fight, the things they would say to each other are things that most humans can never come back from. I think they're just yelling like the lowest of insults and blows, but they're fine with it the next day where any other human would be like, yo, you, you guys are still talking to each other. Like you said some fucked up shit and Guardian Chapman were like, oh, it's heat of the moment. We're good. And I think, I think they go pure. They do that in complete in Spanish and English. And then after the fight, like they both go check with their buddies and they'll be like, yo, what'd he say? And I think they tone it down enough, even though they know they're getting the toned down story. <laughs> Just so they can move on and, and get W's. All right. There. We answered that one. What up, Talking Yanks? Mike here from Monmouth County again. Um, my question is, how many guys from last year's Yankees lineup do you think they are uh, going to make the Hall of Fame? I'd probably put the over-under at four. Let me know what you guys think. Love the show. How many Yankees from last year's lineup, did he say, or next year's? I think next year's. That's what you have written down, which would make more sense. What up, Talking Yanks? Yeah. Mike here from Monmouth oh, County. run again. it back. Um, my question is, how many guys from last year's? Last year's. So I wrote it down wrong. Hey, what's up? What? Okay, last year's oh Yankees lineup. How many people will be in the Hall of Fame? Neil Walker. Um, what? How about this? I, I'll spin this a slightly different way. If you had to, so we're just doing lineup. So we're like ignoring CC. Yeah, yeah, we're just doing the lineup. Okay, so just in the lineup. How about this? If you had to power rank, you're most likely to least likely. I mean, we don't have to do full least likely and land on Neil Walker, but. If you had to rank them most likely to least likely to go into the Hall of Fame, what order would you have? Most likely. Well, you want least likely first? Most likely. Giancarlo Stanton. Ooh, okay. I like that. Is that not who do you have? I was going to play the numbers game more and go back to Glaber. Because I was going to say Glaber's got so much time to to build upon his body of work. Mm. And he was like already an all-star as a rookie, as a 20-year-old or whatever. Yeah. Well, Giancarlo's halfway there to be in a Hall of Famer. Yeah, that that is the safer bet. That's a good call. And then who do you have next? I was, I was going to go judge next. Well, luckily I'm going to steal Giancarlo. <laughs> Hedge my bets there. Nice, nice. Um... I mean, Gardy's out, Hicks is out. Didi is most likely not going to be a Hall of Famer, and that's not an insult. That's uh, crazy. Isn't there an arg- isn't there an argument to be made, Gary over Judge, just odds wise? If like I mean, it, if Gary if they, can put five set five seasons together at catcher, he's like there. Yeah, because of because of the position. Uh, scarcity and all that stuff like for a catcher what gary did in his first two seasons were unreal if he does that again if he does anything close to what he did in his first two seasons from the catcher position then he's he's back (laughs) he's back in the the running um least likely tyler wade Ooh, brandon drury neil walker no oh uh ronald treas least likely or or Uh, shane robertson no shane robertson has shane robertson's least likely from last year's lineup that's no almost like you can't even really debate it, right? No. So the guess guess the most amount of Hall of Famers that were ever in the same lineup. Five. Seven. Wow. The nineteen twenty seven New York Yankees 
110 wins, 44 losses, beat the Pirates 4-0 in the World Series. Huggins, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Earl Combs, Wait Hoyt, Tony Laz, and Herb Pennock. So does that does that include the pitcher though? Because we technically didn't have pitcher in there. Uh, I don't know. It probably back does. back in the day. We'll, pro- we'll Hoyt. I thought that was a pitcher, but Wait, I don't know. Hoyt. Yeah, that might have included the pitcher. Uh, what about Chapman for Hall of Fame? Says Wavy Gravy in the chat. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, again, we were doing the lineup, we, but yeah, there yeah, are pitchers. I mean, then you CC. <laughs> CC is probably the best bet, right? Out of anyone right now. Yeah. 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 CC's in. CC, Chapman, Giancarlo are probably the top three bets. Yeah, and you'd put Giancarlo a little over Chapman, I think, just because I think home runs are more impressive than saves. Yeah, yeah. And then the least, the bottom three would be Shane Robertson, Jace Peterson, Ronald Torres. Not Ronald Torres, Romine. Yeah, that's tough. Toe's going to have a nice career. Yeah. Hey, what's up, John Boy and Jake? It's Sam calling again from the Jersey Shore. This time I'm not in my school bathroom, which was where I was calling from the last time. Um, that, was, that was funny when I saw it on the Instagram. I definitely, definitely made my day. Um, I actually don't have a Yankees question. It's more of a Yankees story. That's a little random. I, I called and left it, but it was right before the LeMahieu signing, so it probably got lost, lost in in all those moist mails. Um, it's a story. It was game five of the ALDS against the Indians. Um, and I was standing watching the game. Didi was already hit the solo shot in the first, and it was one nothing. And my computer was on the ground, and the older Macs display all the music, like the purchase music, and it was open, and I accidentally stepped on the mouse, and it started. Not at first, shit. This is this is not good. This is gonna jinx us. And we ended up winning. I played it right after the last pitch. Almost shit my pants during the guardy at bat, but it all worked out okay. Love the show. Also, quick question: You hate Aaron Hicks? Stop hating on Aaron Hicks. All right, love you guys. Bye. What up, Sam? The flush, the 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 famous flusher. We don't hate Aaron Hicks. We hate the way he stand. Uh, he we hate his approach in the box, but we admit that it works. We've been nothing to nice to Aaron Hicks coming up on six months now. Yeah, that's true. We haven't really ragged on Aaron Hicks in a while. Yeah, said he's had a, he had a great season. We I'd I'd love to see it again. Uh, the other thing he said, I think he was telling a story that he accidentally hit. It, it went blank, but I think he accidentally hit New York, New York in the middle of the game, and then he felt like he jinxed it but he didn't jinx it, so then he played it at the end. He didn't say what he played, but that seems like it makes the most sense. So be careful next time, Sam. Seems like you're yeah, doing a lot of like things I on missed, accident. <laughs> missed the key part of the story missed there. key but. part of the story. He's Go flush- back to the bathroom, Sam. <laughs> hey, John Boy and Jake. It's the teacher from New York once again. The most random question I could think of was obviously we all remember the legendary Andy Pettit pickoff move, right? But do you think if Andy Pettit was pitching nowadays with all the different angles and all the social media uproar, if it was or was not a balk, would that pickoff move still fly in 2019 comparatively to, you know, to early 2000s? And your thoughts. Have a good one, boys. Yo, I actually think this is interesting because I think it wouldn't fly. Yeah. I think it – I agree. I th- isn't that interesting? I think that if Andy Pettit was out there doing that pickoff move now, there would be such an uproar every time it happened on Twitter, on social media. Every different angle of video would be out there, and people would be pissed, and it would be way more in their face, and you'd get umpires who are now like the people's umpire reacting to that, trying to like have their Joe West move m- moment. Like, yeah, this game does need to get sped up. Or like, yeah, that is, a, and, you know, and then it becomes a point of contention, and I bet it would become such a point of contention that like there would be a rule made. Well, I think the rule is already there. It's I I think the well, like a hard rule situation. on his move. Oh, I I don't know. I mean, the the rule's already there. I think it's just a matter of. Let me rephrase. It, Not a it's rule. Umpire. Like it's a general agreement. For it. 
Yeah, I don't know. We, dude, we had the whole situation going with Carter Caps because he was doing the whole hopping off the mountain thing. Which, hey, what the hell was that? That was illegal. I, I just think there would be all these pitch ninja gifts, like actual videos with writing on it showing the angle, um, and they'd show every Andy Pickoff move where he'd be, you know, three degrees, um towards going to home or his foot crossed the rubber and all that stuff. So once that circled, I, you know, Andy Pettit would just kind of live and die on it. Cause I don't think you change at that point of your career, but yeah, you're, you're putting the umpire in the, dis, the, the position to make a call. So they probably do it at the yeah. worst time. Yeah, I agree. That's an interesting point. But it, Jimmy, the, the other thing here that I, I mean, ties it together is, I mean, Analytics. I mean, how many pickoff throws work? Like in the analytic world, world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not like well, John Lester can barely throw to first, and it hasn't really affected him from having a great career. Yeah. Well, Andy has the league lead, like the record for it, right? But then the pickoff percentages have to be so skewed because I. W- how many times do you think a pitcher throws the pickoff mood with the intent to get him? out on that throw i think there's like checkovers there's just like right i mean that used to be that used to be part of the the art of it andy pettit used to have an a move and a b move yeah it's awesome yeah that's uh i I don't think it would fly which is yeah like who's who's got a great pickoff move nowadays like that used to be a known thing you know yeah i don't know i don't know i actually don't know any pitcher that who well, the Yankees were picking people off a couple times. Sonny picked two guys off in, in one game. Well, that was that was his best method of getting people out. <laughs> Tanaka picked a couple guys off second. There were Mark over- Burley had a really good move. Okay, yeah. But again, that's like a dying breed. We're talking old lefties. Yeah. What do you think Lester ruined the pickoff move? People were like, yeah, not necessary. I don't think Lester ruined it, but I would say analytics. Like, I, I think it... You know, we talk about baseball players, you know, not choking up with two strikes. A pitcher having a pickoff move is like not focused on getting the batter out. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, be cool if Batanzas learned one or yeah. learned how to throw over. Didn't really plague him in the end. One more, one more voicemail. Going on, guys. This is Mike from the Bronx uh, calling for Talking Yanks. You guys asked for a random question and. So this has been uh, bothering me for quite a while. Not really bothering me, but I don't understand how people don't talk about it a lot more. Jim Abbott threw a no-hitter with one arm. The guy had one arm. Like, I don't understand how this is not talked about a lot more than it should be throughout the season, season, even by, like, the MLB. You know, I know you only really need one arm to pitch, but still, he he had one arm. Um, Basically, the question is, do you think we'll ever be able to see something like that again? Uh, All right, thanks, guys. Take care. It's a good point. Jim Abbott threw a perfect game or no hitter with one arm. He also got a hit. I mean, he also got a hit, one arm hit. Line drive over shortstop's head, RBI. Yeah, I I was caught in his seasons for a second there. He was third in the Cy Young voting one year. 96 also had what was it? A, a 2 and 18 <laughs> burger. That's what his record was in 96? Yeah, I, I need you to look at it because that's what just froze my computer. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure in 1996 he had a 2-18 and 18 or 3-18 and 18 with, like, a 7 ERA. They were like, man. That's tough. That's one-arm pitcher. People need to know more about Jim Abbott. I think uh, who called? Mike? He's right. Like, this is not a story told enough. Dude had one yeah, arm. Yeah. He he came. He was a couple years too early, and but they're right. Like the the MLB, the MLB was fighting to have Kyler Murray play in their league. Like Jim Abbott would be everywhere. His last, well, something had to happen because in 1996 he went two and 18 with a 7.48 ERA, but then he didn't play in 97. Then he came back. So I wonder what happened in that 96 year. He had a case of being bad. <laughs> But yeah, Jim Abbott also made an appearance on uh, Boy Meets World. He was like, hey, Corey, I only had one arm and I made it to the bigs. You should keep playing Little League. So that was nice of him. Yeah. Rookie of the year voting. Crazy. And more people need to know about Jim Abbott. It's a cool story. 
people don't talk about a lot. I guess you know what? There's not a lot of natural segues. Can't be like, oh, and there's a fan in the stands with one arm. You remember Jim Abbott? (laughs) (laughs) That would be odd. That would be odd. (laughs) That would be odd. Oh, there's a cute little girl. Looks like she only has one arm. Speaking of. (laughs) Here's here's some Jim Abbott tape. Uh, But I mean, it is like there are a lot of one-armed people out there, so this would be a great inspiration. If we have any one-armed listeners, reach out to us. We'll get you a shirt or something. Of course. This is kind of a weird story to tell, but I once saw a no-armed person at the airport when I was young and living in Australia. I was eight years old. So, like, first time I saw a person that had zero arms. And they right. were wearing a sleeveless tank, but not like a tank, just like a cut-off shirt, you know? Sure. And my mind was just blown because I was like, ah, oh, I mean, yeah. That makes so much sense. No arms, no sleeves. But it lo- it, I just, I don't know why. Maybe I shouldn't have shared this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know where the end game was there. I the end game was just <laughs> yeah. I was blown away. Like, does that, that guy probably was like, why would I buy a sleeve shirt? Don't need them. He could have sewed the sleeve shut. It would have been like a potato sack. That would have been weird. I, I see. I see your point. You you kind of went about it a, a slightly odd way. <laughs> well, that's what how I went there. Hold stove. Sean Corby in the chat said, "Too many guys with two arms in the MLB these days," it's and he's right. Everyone. <laughs> he's right. He's right. That's the end of this distraction episode. Hey, thanks for everyone that called in and loved the voicemail and allowed us to not think about this slow ass off season. We will be back Monday. I think we're going to have a guest on, on Monday's episode. Unless there's news, we will plan it out accordingly. Everyone go have a good weekend. Don't react to any Machado rumors until it's official, please. And thank you. You will live a better life. And that's about it. Any last words, Jake? No, you're you're there, man. You right. at, at Buster Buster only has been eliminated from safe sources. So don't believe anything until it actually happens. There you go. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. Took the Yankees a week to like sign Jay Happ. We can't even get that down.